The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWM podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined on this occasion uh, by one of the young names that are making their, their way at appearances in WWE Network, ICW, Still in Thorn. Welcome to the show. How are we doing? Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm very excited for this episode because I've been watching uh, Fight Club on the WWE Network and you're one of the guys that's really stood out as just this intense, just dude. Uh, but the first question is always the same for everyone. How'd you get into pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Yeah, I've not got a pinpoint kind of moment where I was like, right, I'm into wrestling now. It was one of my friends had a, a tape, just this tape pulled up one day in his TV because it was one of the old TVs with like the video tape attached to the tape, like video player attached to the TV. Um, and it had some, uh, Cyber Sunday 2007 and No Way Out 2008 on it. And I was watching it, and I wasn't—I was never that fussed because I was that. Whenever they was into wrestling, I wanted nothing to do with wrestling. And then suddenly, I don't know how, I don't know why, but watching this tape, I know way out, and so I just—we just kept watching it whenever I was there. We would watch it, and then I was just kind of stuck on wrestling. I ended up looking it up more and seeing what it was about, but. I think the first match that I can properly remember from watching it was Kane versus MVP, and I just I just loved Kane, so I was I think I I started looking wrestling up more just to kind of get a feel for it, and that was it. Game over. I'm just looking to see what the card was because uh, no way to uh it was Jeff Hardy in the chamber because I remember the cover yeah. for it, but uh, same for Sunday. I that was something weird, like yeah. Kane and MVP. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kenny um, versus Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Sean, Sean Michaels and Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh, was, that, was that Batista and Undertaker with Stone Cold as the ref? That's it. All right. Uh, right. Stretcher match, uh, Rey Mysterio versus Finlay. Uh, I loved, I loved okay. the concept of Cyber Sunday. It was absolutely mental, and I think WWE hated it because they were actually voted. They, they, they took the actual votes for real. They didn't actually try and change it at all. Um, but yeah, oh, love Cyber Sunday. Oh, imagine, imagine, being, imagine being shocked when it was actually the votes, though. I know. Like, I mean, I think uh, I, I was I remember rightly. It was like. Uh, Oh, I can't remember some some result that just went absolutely awry that they didn't think was going to happen, and it was like, uh, oh, we need to do this now. <laughs> we need to actually do this. Like, who would you? Should I a pole matches right there? You you go for a stretcher match. You must do the film. anyway. Right. Uh, so yeah, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So is that when you started watching, or was it a little bit later than that? Was it just this old tape that was just hanging around? Well, it was only ever really that tape because I never had um, I never did Sky or anything like that when I was younger. So I never had a means to actually watch it and I never really had much internet either. So I'd research it at the weekends. Like I'd, I'd go to my dad's house with have internet there, but I never really started following it properly. To pro- I, would, I would check up every weekend, see what happened, but I, I, would, I didn't start 
properly following it to maybe about 2010, thereabouts. Like the first proper big thing I remember we were following it weekly was the Nexus. Oh, oh you're getting the best stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love the Nexus as well. The Nexus as well. Uh, so, um, so you said you remembered uh, things like, like, uh, like Kane it would be one of your favourites. Was there mm-hmm. anyone else that kind of caught your eye uh, from the Nexus? I assume Michael Tarver was one of your, your top picks. But uh, Michael, yeah. Tarver, Michael Tarver was an absolute man. He got done dirty in the Nexus. Honestly, he had everything. He should have been a big guy. I don't know if what was that that I don't know what what his attitude was like, or whatever. But he was just built to be a wrestler. I don't know why he didn't know. get it further. He's absolutely brilliant, and he's the only one that never at the original Nexus that never like won a championship, made it like again and with the Nexus. So I uh, stand firm on that one. He was done dirty. Um, I think. When I first started watching, I loved the Miz and John Morrison's tag team. Oh, dirt sheet. Love. Oh, yeah. Did you watch it on there? Or when you had internet, did you go into like WWE.com? And because and, this is before YouTube. So mm. we had the actual episodes on, on WWE.com and I'd watch that and I'd watch uh, Crime Time. Uh, they would do like their word of the week right. kind of thing. And John Cena's five questions with the champ. and uh, Easier times. Uh, oh. but, so, so Miz and Morrison, anyone else? Um... For some reason, and I don't, I don't know what got me hooked on him, but I absolutely loved the boogeyman. I don't know why. <laughs> it was objectively bad, <laughs> like because because he couldn't wrestle. He was just a really good character, and I think that was it. The fact that he was so into the character that I was just hooked on it. Like all the all the creepy ones that like I'd be terrified in real life. I was hooked on. So like boogeyman. Um, I love, like, it's a wee bit later on, but I love the original Wyatt family. Right. Like, even like, as I went back the way, like, Hugh Doink was something that, like, the original Doink was, like, it was so terrifying, but it was so good for the time. Uh, Mordecai, you know, classics. Mordecai, aye. Mordecai. <laughs> I was thinking, thinking of the time you started watching then, there would have been, like, Big Daddy V, and um, they would have had the Monster Mash, Kane, Kane mm-hmm. of course. So you came into it with Kane and Masks, Realizing, so you didn't get the full terrifying because when I no. started watching a lot younger, uh, a lot longer before you, Cade uh, came. It was that he had the mask, he had the mm-hmm. half, he had the half gear and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so he came in with it with no mask. I must, I can't imagine coming into seeing that and not realizing the history of Cade. So go back know. and seeing him with the mask. That's must be a bit. That's weird for you, is it? <laughs> not really. Like unmasked, like. Ruthless aggression, slow chemical with a cane. For me, is peak cane. Even though he never really did much like notable, apart from like he had the Mania match with Undertaker, and he was ECW champion, and that was about it. But I was actually I was talking to ADM about this um, a couple of weeks ago. We were talking like the episode of Raw when Kane turns his back on Paul Bearer. And Undertaker starts beating him up, and Kane just stands there. He's back to Paul Bearer. That episode of Raw aired on the day I was born. <laughs> so, so it was like meant to be so Kane's Kane I missed Kane by a good few months. Like, <laughs> but I like Kane was just been a fire, and I mean his music as well. Just his, it was just brilliant. <laughs> it was just great. 
Uh, it's one of the, I've, I've been lucky enough to see him see him live up in Aberdeen. And even without the like the pyro and that, it's still you still get it. You still get all the, the creepiness mm. about him. And and that was way later. That was 2006. So it wasn't that much longer after he uh, had all these like uh, feud teasing Shane McMahon's testicles and all that good stuff. So oh, wrestling's weird. Uh, so <laughs> so he went from watching it. How did you, did you go, did you watch anything in Scottish wrestling before you decided to go train at, at GPWA or is that where you started? Did you go anywhere else first? So, the first, I'd, I'd never really followed Scottish wrestling until um, I was, I, I don't remember how it happened, but um, my friend that had the, the tape, Ryan, who had the tape, messaged me one day and said, I've got two tickets for uh, PWE for wrestling week in Airtown Hall. Do you want to go? I was like, ah, cool, cool, I will go. Because it was um, Norm Dar's last show before he went to WWE, like, full-time. So we went to that, and I enjoyed that. And it was, like, other guys, like, Wolfgang and uh, I think Lionheart was in the main event. I think it was a six-man tag. And Grado was there, I think. I think Grado was there. And it was really good. And we left, and then we ended up a few of us bought tickets to go to Fear and Loathing in the Hydro. So we went to that. Somehow managed to push out the first front row. Um, and one of my friends had mentioned, like, the asylum. Like, this is where these guys coach. Like, it's, there's a training school. Like, All right, cool, we'll sign up for it. And I went home that night, and I was the only one that signed up for it. <laughs> and that's... I mean, that was, that was it. <laughs> So, so, yeah, so it's kind of a bit packed and then you're kind of just pushed to the front going, no, that's no, fine, you can, you can do it. So was there any apprehension then? I uh, was thinking, oh, none of my mates are going, so I'm just going in by myself, not knowing anyone. Uh, was no. Any... no? No, I thought, I, I mean, I was ready just to, I was, I'll try it, I'll see, see if I'm any good at it, see what happens. Just like, because when you sign up, it's like the first eight weeks. I was like, oh, well, what what's eight weeks going to do? Mm. We'll see how we progress. And uh, again, usual question I ask folk is: Do you have a much of a sport background? Because of course you're, you know, if you don't mind me saying, you, you, you're looking great shape. So, was there any like sport background beforehand? Football, uh, any martial arts? It seems to be quite a popular thing for if you can't wrestle, at least you'll do a cotton, like a, a martial art or something like that. Anything like that to to get you? Nothing martial that. arts wise. Never did any martial arts. Um, Played football, like, played, no seriously, but played football, like, just growing up as a young boy, you just, I, you were made to play football, so, like, between school and, like, there was a big group of boys that I used to play football with, like, every Thursday would just go down and play football, but n- never seriously, but I, I think I took to, probably took to wrestling better than anything else, like, sports-wise, because I'm horrendous at football, like, First touch is shocking, but otherwise, no, no, no really a sporty background. Uh, my first position was uh, left back in the yeah, changing room, so I could kick the ball very well. Oh, I, I tried goals once, and uh, I was I was a crier as a child, unfortunately. So it was oh. never a good it was never a good thing to be in goals because <laughs> if I if I went in, I just cried, and then then the other team just like scoring against me to watch me cry because that's just how football works. Uh, um, 
so first day then you go in, you're seeing guys, you've seen Wolfgang wrestle, you, you've seen Lionheart, and you're coming in face to face with uh, them. I'm assuming Jack Chester, uh, Rudo, BT Gun, I think was our one at the start. Uh, having seen these guys wrestle and, and be, in the case of like Jack Chester, not be terrifying, what was it like going into that first day and seeing these guys? It was really weird. It was really weird because it was about maybe 25 days I went in. And they all just came out and they were just... It was as if they... It's kind of switched out. They were just coaches. Like, they were just there. They were like, right, this is what we're going to do. This is kind of... This is what it entails. This is what you're going to do today. This is what's going to happen. It was weird because I was like, I've watched you for half occasion, Hydro. And you're just really nice. This is so weird. But I was just... It was weird seeing them like no be wrestlers, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm just imagining like in your head, you may have went in thinking, right, Jester's going to be there. He's going to come out with his massive tent. I'm sorry, his corkscrew. He's going to come out with his uh, corkscrew and he's just going to be terrifying. He's got the eye, uh, the, the contact <laughs> the and everything. And he's just going to just bark at you. But it's the same, yeah, same with anything. We used to meet these guys after shows and they're just like, oh, how you doing? And I'm just like, nah, stop, no. This is, not, this, is, this is I don't know what's happening. You should be scowling at me at the very least. Uh, so first day happens, 25 years there. And you said you kind of, you thought you took to it quite quickly. Was it just all cardio that day? Or was it just uh, running and run the ropes? Did you get the ring, into the ring at all? What was your, what was your first day like? So, I think I took to it quite well, with the exception of the first day. The first day I was hopeless. The first day... We, right, we can have a memo for the first day. We did, we got into the ring, but it was mostly to do rolls around the ring. We never hit the ropes in until like the third week, never took a bump until the fourth week. But we were rolling in the ring, and I get really dizzy really quickly because I'd never done it before. Excuse me. And I think, like, just getting really dizzy, having to hold the ropes, falling about the place because. Just it was quite intense. Like looking back on it now, it's stuff that the way we do is the warm up now. But because we'd never done it before, and also squats, I'd never done a squat in my life. And we all get in a big circle. I had to do squats, and I made the great decision to do squats with my heels up because I had no idea how to do a squat. So after about forty of them, doing them terribly wrong, I ended up just my legs gave it and I hit the deck, and I just, I just couldn't do them anymore. So. I, the first the first day was a shock because I couldn't walk for a week. But I was like, nah, I need to go back for the second week. I've, I've paid for it now. <laughs> like that's, that's, like, that's the attitude. It's like, it's not, oh, I could do this. I could do this. It's like, no, no, I've paid for eight weeks. I'm getting eight weeks worth of this. <laughs> like, eight, eight weeks worth and learn how to do a squat because if you can do a squat, that's, when you're starting out, that's half the battle, I think. Because it's the hardest thing. See, see, try to do 200 odd squats when you've never done one in your life. It's no good idea. Oh, just the thought of it. It's actually hurting my quads. Just, uh, <laughs> like, look, look, yeah. I, I tried, I, I, when I was doing this whole lockdown thing, I've tried different ways of trying to do exercise. None of us worked. But there was a time I was like, right, I'll do 10 squats a day. And I build myself up. And by about Thursday, I was like, nah, nah. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, didn't, I don't know if I was doing it right. I don't know if I had to heal up or anything like that. But I was just like, mm. 
that it's not worth it. I'm just gonna stay fat forever. It'll be fine. Um, but that thing about you being getting dizzy. I mean, I see you do like flips and standing, uh, standing shooting, star and all that kind of stuff. Is that different? Is it just is that stuff you just learned? You just learned how to um, look at a point and not get dizzy. I get dizzy to begin with because I can't see very well with my glasses on, and I just wrestle with my glasses on. So. Um, I think when it's rolls and stuff like that, when it's like when you're constantly moving and you're doing like four or five at a time, it can get quite difficult. But like one flip's not that difficult. Like I think doing a front flip or a back flip, whatever. Nah, it tends to be alright. But rolls, it's rolls that mess you up worse. I think in they seem easier. Um, I'm glad that you said that you can't see. No, I'm glad. But I'm always, I'm always curious when it comes to like. Like glasses wearing people and wrestling because mm-hmm. I can't see either. When I take my glasses off, can't see a thing. Uh, I can make out splodges. And when you're when you're wrestling without glasses, like, do you not wear contacts or anything like that? Or is it just or is that just a, a hazard that may may I uh, may come about of so, them just getting knocked everywhere? After so long, I thought right, I'll I'll see if we get in contacts because like I can see I can see my phone and I can see everything that's run about me. Just if you held something up, I wouldn't be able to read it. Kind of deal. So like right. I can see, but I can't see perfectly. And I'd, like if I could see perfectly, that'd be even better. So I went to see about getting contact. And uh, I, when I was younger, I got an operation on one of my eyes and put a contact in it and just just rejected it instantly. Like within about ten seconds, I had like a golf ball in my face, and I was like, right, so it's a no for contact. So I'm making do. I've got, you know. I don't know why I ask. I hate eye stuff, and oh, the thought of putting contacts in my eyes just gives me the fear. Oh, geez. I, I don't, I don't get how fucking it's so easy. Like, going to touch your eye? Uh, no, no, thanks. I know. That's a, well, my, my wife does that. She's got contacts. She, she goes out in that, and I like look at it. Well, I can't look at her because it just gives it just <laughs> freaks me out entirely. Which goes, oh, I just need to take my contacts out. So, oh, stop that! <laughs> oh, gross. Um, I ever thought about laser and that actually that, that scares me even more. That's fine, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so how long was it before you actually made your debut? So Cage Match says mm-hmm. it was uh, August, but uh, August 2019. However, you put out on the 20th of July, it's been two years since your debut. Yeah. So what was, how did you find out you're making your debut? So, right, so this is a, a bit of a convoluted story. So, when when you trained in the asylum at, at the time, you would have two training days. You, you you had the choice between Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, and you picked two of them. So I was on Tuesdays and Sundays, and this particular I don't know the exact date. This particular Tuesday, it was June the eleventh, twenty nineteen, and I couldn't make the Tuesday, so I went on the Thursday instead, and. Uh, Lionheart was the coach that night and he was having his run through drills and after every second or third drill he was saying to me like do you get, do you get gear made? I was like I'm going getting it made, it was getting made at the time he was like have you had a match yet? And I was like, no, he was like, and then he was just like right okay and then just going about his business and by the end of it we were doing training matches and picked the match and then he was like right that's going to be the, the pre-show match at PWE 
So was buzzing. I was also, in fact, I was very conflicted emotions-wise that night because um, I don't know if you well, you'll notice if I'm wrestling, I wear a gum shield. That was also the night that I broke my front teeth. So uh, I was, uh, I was like, debut, broken teeth. How do I, how do I be happy? So then, obviously, not too long later, Lionheart passed away, and that was difficult to the like. It was just. It hit everybody like a ton of bricks. And the last thing I was thinking about was that match. I was like, right, there's bigger things to think about here. Like, the show's like getting cancelled. But then it got... We found out it was still happening. And the match get changed to a four-way. That was me, Charlie Vice, Luke Cairo and Daz Black. Which, looking back on that now... Is like an appreciable four way. We find it up doing pretty well for myself. Like, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> aye. All right. Well, I've had a couple actually since. But I then, since that, that, that was my first match. And then it was the five pound matches. Like, so the, the August one was my second match. I, mean, I didn't even realise the date when you said 17th of June. I was like, all right, okay. And then he said Lionheart. Like, oh, that was three days later. That's. That mm. yeah, that is a roller coaster of emotions just out the date out the back. So yeah, the last time we saw him would have been you getting told you getting your first match and so wow. um, it would have been the, the Thursday. Thursday was the thirteenth. I found out the I was getting the match and then I saw him in the garage that weekend when he had the match with the the title for title match. Wow. And then I know. Okay, so first match then, you said you, you, you broke your teeth, uh, but <laughs> still, it's, it's, it's a high-pressure match then, because, of course, this is, the, this is the, the final hurrah for PW. This is the, mm. kind of, um, it's, it's a very high emotional night, uh, would have been. So uh, you, you said your opponents, you've went on to do pretty good things uh, since. Mm. Uh, but yeah, your thoughts, other than the broken teeth, how, what were your thoughts on, your, on that match, do you think? Or... or um, actually, saying that, your character-wise, then, how did you feel you kind of performed in that match? Did you feel you kind of got your character over? Was there a character, or are you just going out to wrestle? At that point, I think I was just going out to wrestle. I was too worried about the match itself that I just never really thought about it. I think it was just just go out and wrestle, more or less. Um, the match itself, I think, went fine up until the point where... Uh, Charlie broke his wrist, which he'll blame me for. Um, we did, uh, it was a Tower of Doom, and he, I, I don't even know where the landing was, but he, his wrist just shattered. And um, I think that was, and that was on his birthday as well. He still won the match, he still won with a broken wrist. This this pre-show just sounds amazing. Uh, so so coming out of it, <laughs> Charlie's birthday, he broke his wrist. Your debut, yep. you broke your face. Uh, then no, no, I broke, I broke my teeth. Uh, I broke my teeth in the or uh, the month before when I so I broke my teeth and then found out I was debuting. Ah, right. So, right, uh, okay. right. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so so uh, you constant. So uh, our story starts on cage match anyway. As uh, as you uh, tag team yourself and uh, Big Ross Hauser uh, against the grind, apparently. So that was obvious. So that must be right. Uh, so yeah. you're kind of thrown into this team with with Ross. Uh, before getting to that, though, the name was did, was it? Did you come up with with your own ring name? Uh, was there any kind of further thought behind it? Because but you're getting gear made, so I'm assuming you had kind of enough yeah. idea what you're going to be called. So this has got to be the most underwhelming story, <laughs> right? So. Uh, I was saying, like, 2007 was the kind of time that I started watching wrestling, or, like, 2007, 2008 with that tape, and I was watching, <laughs> I was watching WrestleMania 23, and that had the ECW Originals versus the New Breed, and there's a point in that match where Kevin Thorne puts Tommy Dream on the corner, Tommy gives him a kick to the face, there was a clothesline, and Kevin Thorne hits him with this big sit-out spine buster, and I was, like, sold on the name, and I'm sold on the sit-out spine buster, and that was it. No, no further thought was put into my name whatsoever. That that builds upon our, our earlier chat about Mordecai. Perfect. That's just the reason. I know that's gap, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, it was Kevin Thorne then that that, that inspired it. Wow. Very <laughs> uh, so, much. Were, were you were you trying to like build a backstory? It's like I'm, I'm his long distant relative. Was there a vampire gimmick uh, around a bit? Of oh, was, like, no, I just like the name. There we go. I, I just like the name. I was like, oh, thorns would make a, a decent design as well. Like they always look kind of cool. So I was like, I'll go with that and see what see if it sticks. And as far as the gear, uh, was was it? Did did you design it? Did you get someone to go? Did you just go to someone and go right? I want thorns, and I want Dylan Thorns somewhere in there. So I designed it pretty basic, and by complete accident. Um, I thought, right, I'll do logo one leg, and I'll do a striped another leg. And then I went and watched wrestling that night, and I was like, oh, that's, that's Edgy's gear for 2010, perfect. So that, that is how that ended up, and it's not really changed since. Um, so yeah, so Five Pound Wrestling, you got your proper kind of non-pre-show debut uh, mm -hmm. with, with the grind, against the grind. Um, so this is front of a... A crowd. I mean, I don't know. Five pound wrestling shows are more like kind of your see your families because it's five pound ticket. Mm -hmm. um, what was it like going in front of a crowd? Uh, not I, 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 with the highly emotional PWE one, but it's now mm -hmm. like a proper wrestling crowd. What was that like? So I was I was really excited because a lot of my friends were there, um, but at the same time, like I've never been great in front of crowds. So as much as I was buzzing, I was like it was like a really nervous energy. Like I was terrified at the same time but I went out and it was that particular five pound show was absolutely brilliant it was mobbed it, it was so loud and I can I can still remember doing it like we went up we were up in the corners came down and we did this pose like he put his arms up I put my arms out and everything was so loud and I ended up just subconsciously not even thinking about doing it just ultimate warrior on the ropes <laughs> And, and that, I mean, I must have been buzzing because I've never done that. Um, so it was the tag team because you, you tagged Ross quite a bit. Um, I was noticing was that kind of a conscious decision that you became a team, or was it building upon that just first match? Great, you guys good as a team. We'll just keep it going. Um, I think we, we were just kind of fun together for that show initially. Then we we, we go backstage, 
and I think it was both things. Yeah, there's like you two look like a tag team. Like because Ross is huge, so it was like this kind of get the kind of big brother, little brother kind of thing going on. Like he's kind of look similar. Like Ross is just about three times bigger than me. So we kept. I think the next couple of shows we did our own stuff, and then I think we tied once more before COVID. Oh yeah, the wonder, wonderful world of, of COVID. Yeah, um, yeah COVID hit. Uh, most we, people are, are, are most do a big load of career, but you're just getting yourself started. Middle um, of, of 2019, and then 2020 arrived, and then that was it. Yep, five you whole know. matches, and that was it. Call it a career. So when when that hit, of course, um, the, the whole COVID thing, which I mean, this is coming out in August, we're probably still probably in our lockdown, but who knows. Um, what was what was your initial thought? So it was like, how did you keep yourself occupied? Was there ways to um, keep online seminars going? What was your what was your kind of plan? So I did a couple of seminars. I did um, there was one we did through Andy Wilde that was with excuse me was with Alexander Dean. Um, otherwise, I didn't do a whole lot, like, I, I switched off quite a bit in terms of trying to exercise in the house, I could not do it, like, as well, we like, been off training because we'd been training for, well, at least I'd been training weekly for just about four years, no, not four years, three years, you know, 2020, so, just that stopping completely, it was difficult because all the gyms were shut. And there's only so many times you can go in your bedroom floor and try and do push-ups. <laughs> so when, when there's nobody there, it's just like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> it was plus the, I, I struggled with the fact that it was so unpredictable. Like you didn't know when things were going to happen or things were going to clamp back down again. So it was difficult to see a kind of light at the end of it because you didn't know what was going to happen. Like if it was going to be one month, two months a year and a half as it's turned out. So it was, it, I was just happy when we managed to get back kind of late last year. And that, that, that brings us perfectly on to, of course, yeah, you appeared on uh, the ICW uh, closed door tapings. Um, when did you, when we approached, because I think I spoke to Daz Black, and he was pretty much like given a week ish notice so when did you find out you were you were going to be on the on the tapings so i'd been training um at the asylum and iron girdles had started one-to-one coaching so i was like right i'm gonna go back to this i'm gonna try and do one a week just try and get myself back in ring shape because this could be a return to training it could be anything i, I didn't know and i told just kind of through the grapevine that icw were doing tapings like just for other guys that I trained with and I was like alright cool and I remember I had a session with Jack Jester and we, we got talking about it and just got to training and did whatever and then just as an offhand comment I was like alright cool see, see I'll be on the tapes soon as well and he was like oh we'll send me your stuff over and we'll, we'll have a look um, so that that was that and I, I didn't think much of it and he was like well like we'll, we'll see. Like if, if, if it might, it might be something. It might not be something. 
and then it was a it was a Saturday night. I was I just got back in for work, and I think I was sitting with my girlfriend watching something on TV. I got a message just saying, "Are you free on Monday?" I was like, "Yes, I'm free on Monday." I was like, "Right, cool. We've got your match on the tapings," and I jumped off my couch, like actually, like full on jumped off the couch. I was like, "What? What? What's just happened? Like, what is happening?" Uh, and I that was it. And two days later, um, I was at the tapings. So yeah, I think this is the probably the the the, the, the most uh, short time. At least you had training before. At least you were able to be doing one to ones. But I had about thirty six hours notice. <laughs> uh, and you're ready to go. So by that point, I'm assuming uh, because I don't know how when these tapings are done or, or what have you. But uh, did you know that this was going to be the WWE Network by that point, or was was it already on? How how um, did you find that out? I, I don't remember to be honest. Um, I think I might have found out near all the time, or when I was there. I don't think when it was put forward to be on it that it was going to be in the network. That's actually when I don't I don't remember the exact detail of that because I think I was too busy panicking about being on it. <laughs> uh, so how was that then? The the tapings, no crowd. So this is your ICW debut, mm-hmm. but nobody's there to to watch it. So how? How did you, I mean, I suppose you, you would have done training matches, but still we have had a crowd. So how was it like getting that first match in with nobody there? This might sound strange compared to everybody else, but I am so much more comfortable without a crowd. Okay. Which is weird because, like, I feel like when there's a crowd, you need to focus on what's happening in the ring and focus on the crowd. But when there's no crowd there, you can just, I can just zero in and it's, it's like I've got what's in front of me. But... It was I, it was good. My first match was against Ian Skinner, and just it was I was it was good. It was I wasn't expecting to get much. I, I thought I was just coming in for the one tapings, just to kind of see right what what we got here. But it, it turned out pretty well looking back on it. I mean, I remember watching it, and I was like, because I mean, I, I've seen your name about because I follow everyone that's. Uh, hoping to be a wrestler nowadays just, just to get the inside track and I mean Ian Skinner I love Ian he's just mm. ridiculously intense but then you came you came in ridiculously intense so it was just two these two young guys just absolutely smacking and battering that living daylights out of each other for I don't know eight minutes it was just yeah it was just uh it was something. So, yeah, you, you're more comfortable for nobody was just, yeah, you're, you're able to just concentrate on your match or mm-hmm. great. That's, well, I mean, and like I say, it was super, t- so, I mean, I suppose it's the advantage of being blind. <laughs> you don't, when you're wrestling, you don't see anyone that's around the ring, so you're kind of used to not seeing anyone around the ring. Right. Um, and then you're good enough to come back. So did you get any, like, because uh, Crystal Jester is one of the guys that are kind of like at the top producing everything. So, did he give you feedback afterwards? Uh, or did you get any feedback uh, from anyone about your, your matches? So, I think, see, I can't remember an absolute ton of it because it was just such a, it was just such a blur, like the, the, full, the full day. Um, but I remember being told, right, well, like, we'll definitely bring you back because that was good I was like right okay but, but that was about it like I didn't know when I didn't know what was happening and I think it turned out to be the following week and then it just kind of went for there because it was kind of getting done a bit in advance 
did you? Yeah, you've you've did fairly had a, a good body of work since then in, in, in on the WWE Network at Fight Club. So when you find out that it was going to be the WWE Network, and of course, at the time, you didn't know. You'd already taped the matches. You may find out at the time. We're unsure of the timeline. But when they actually went up and you were on it, uh, how was it all your mates? Did they all get a link? Did they all get a login for that occasion? Or, or how did, did you celebrate being on, on the, the WWE Network? So... My first one went up on Boxing Day, so that was nice in the sense that it was like a, it was a late Christmas present, but it was also like it was the last one of twenty twenty. So I was like, yeah, that's no considering how twenty twenty's been. That's not a bad way to finish twenty twenty. So yeah, I like I made a big deal like in the in the group chat. I was like, by the way, I'm on this tonight watch it because like, a lot of my pals are wanting to watch it anyway and like this i know a couple of them still follow like it week to week as well which is good and uh all right so so when you saw i'm, I'm trying to look through the thumbnails because a lot of folks just some randomly have their face on there so i'm checking to see if you've mm-hmm. you've had one as yet um just scroll oh, the episode thumbnail or not yeah that actually episode th- so so you won the one of the few, maybe next maybe time this comes out, you'll probably be on it. Also. To be honest, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we discussed beforehand. We're not going to go into a whole lot of detail of, of uh, your current storylines, but you're part of this massive group of scary individuals. Which, as I said, your intensity you seem to fit in quite well with with all mm-hmm. scariness. Uh, with ADM, Grant McIver, and Eddie Castle as the manifesto. Um, like I said, we're not going to go into huge detail about it, but. When you go in with all these guys, do you find that you're able to, when you said you, you work better without a crowd, do you find it better now you've got like a backup of a crew that you can kind of work with and work against and all that kind of stuff? Do you just find it a little bit easier or is it just a work in progress for you? About both in the sense that Eddie, I've trained with him for years. ADM and Grant. I didn't like they were at a different like training school. I think they were at source, so it's a bit of both because like me and Eddie have been kind of we, we can bounce off each other because we've been training for a long time. But I'm, I'm getting there as well with ADM and Grant. Like, but we're becoming quite kind of close knit to the point where it's like almost we're starting to have the kind of same ideas about things, and it's. It's, it's becoming a lot more a well-oiled machine. I mean, especially when you think it seems to be this ICW Fight Club era, uh, this pandemic era, whatever you want to call it. Um, groups seems to be the order of the day because you've got, of course, you've got mm-hmm. Thatcher's uh, a group of Tories, as uh, you've got yourselves, um, of course, got the other tag teams, Nine Nine, all that kind of stuff, She Wolves, um, and it's just a case of trying to find your niche in there but is there anyone that on the current roster in ICW that they've brought in that you want to try and mix up with get in the ring with so I think I've, I've wrestled quite a few folk on ICW now um, I'd like a one-on-one match with like Cairo no that probably on a one-on-one match where I wrestled him in the four-way in my debut but otherwise, I've not best with him. Um, Try to think who else is on. I'd love uh, if it calls for it, if the story calls for it, I'd like another match with Kez Evans. I think my first match with Kez was 
that was my first singles match. I think it went really, really well. Um, else. Even like your, your higher up guys, your, your BT Guns, um, Jack Jester, Stevie Boy, like guys who have coached me, like I'd like to get in the ring and mix up with them. Oh yeah, so it's always, it's always a, a good wee boost to get in with a, with a coach, I suppose, and just kind of see how much you've learned and, mm-hmm. and what have you. Um, so also during this pandemic, I thought you've, you've been nice enough to take part in our ridiculous Twitter contest. So that's, that's been a lot of fun for people. Uh, I assume it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I started up a poll. It was great. Adam had to do a tunnel of work. So that was, that was a bit easier for me. But yeah, thanks for, for taking part in those because, because more people okay. took part in it, the more ridiculous it seemed to get. Right. At one point we were your managers as some round of some ridiculous reason. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, right. We'll go to the questions. I've got fan questions. Fan questions. Uh, with Eddie Castle. <laughs> I'm sure he's a fan. Uh, it's quite a lot of questions from him. He's put, why is he your favourite person? No, hang on. Why am I his favourite person to beat him up? Okay, so why are you his... Why is he my favourite person to beat me up? I'm so glad you understood that. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. <laughs> um, I don't know how to explain it in words. I don't know how to articulate it very well. Um because I remember just I just I would just walk out of training, I'd get in the ring and he would just just grab me and just fall on me, all cut me, whatever. And I'm just I think I'm just used to it now. I'm just used to him beating me up. Like a Stockholm syndrome. It's because um, this is just what happens. Like he's really made into the point where I enjoy it now. <laughs> and he's uh, also asked, what's your favourite move to take? Oh, what is my favourite move to take? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Um, Charlie Vice's finish is... I like taking that, the sliced bread. I took that in one of my first matches in ICW, and I think it just looked... Like, no, I'll tell you what my favourite move to take is, even though it absolutely sucks. Levi's double stomp off the top rope. Oh, yeah, okay. Because, yeah, I can see why you'd say it sucks, because... Yeah, the whole thought of it. It's just, yeah. Um, he's also asked, I don't know if this is a typo, but I'm assuming you'll know the reference. Uh, if if he shoots for the stars, how high will she sh- Oh, no, I get it. Now. If he shoots for the stars, how high sh- will she shoot? I think it was a typo with a she, to be honest. Um, I, don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll need to see about that one. Because I'm not entirely sure what he means by it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he means how far am I going wrestling-wise or... Well, I was like, I thought it was like some poetic, like, oh, if he shoots, how far will she shoot? Uh, or I just sound like I'm, I'm just messing up the whole words entirely. But uh, but yeah, okay. And also not question, but haha, we battered Saqib. We did batter Saqib. That's, I mean, we, we did. <laughs> and we beat him. Uh, Mega Strong has asked if Dylan could be any other wrestler past or present for a day who would it be and why who would it oh, past or present past or present yeah so you're uh, I don't know Freaky Friday you're, you're, you're switch bodies with someone for the day any wrestler past or present Peak Stone Cold because imagine just being that cool 
got to be like late nineties, early two thousands, Stone Cold. Not, not bad. But when they came out, um, when they came out to help mankind win the title, and the crowd just jumps. Imagine being that guy, like if he's jumping, like an entire stadium jumps up for you. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, personally, I'd go for, for The Miz this year because WWE champion and Maurice, you know, just to... Oh, to get, I, I mean, I don't, I don't do it to bring the tone down a notch, but, you know, just I'll think of it all through. And, <laughs> and uh, a guy called Twitter, it's me, which is, yes, I am Gregor, so I'm assuming it's Gregor that's asked this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's put, if Dylan had to save three packets of crisps for the rest of time, but they all had to be different flavours of brands, what would they be? Oh, different flavours and brands. Oh, Greg, what are you doing to me? Um, <laughs> mate, these are going to be... I don't think many people will agree with these because I don't... I only eat, like, a select few types of crisps. Um... Prong cocktail walkers. Okay, solid choice. What I can I set up? See, I, I want cheese and onion, but I don't know. I don't. I'm torn between cheese and onion McCoys or flame grilled steak McCoys. Ah, uh, uh, I'm trying to think about anything else. Quavers, Quavers kind of guy. But I'll go for. But the, the Pringles count. It's crisp, I would say so, yeah. Right, cool. Then I'll go for flame grilled steak, McCoy's, sour cream and onion, Pringles. Oh, nice. I don't know why I'm writing these down. It's just like, like a pr- <laughs> keeping it for prosperity. Uh, so sour cream and onion My, girl, my girlfriend's going to hate me for that, though, because she hates sour cream and onion Pringles. Uh, I don't mind them. They would be my preferred choice. It'd be barbecue. Uh, Texas barbecue, that's the... That'd be a, my, my number one, but I wouldn't know how to pick the rest because mm. you know. I was, eating, I was actually eating barbecue Pringles earlier, but I think, I think between between prawn cocktail walkers and flame grilled steak McCoys, that will. I think having both of them would override Texas barbecue Pringles. Uh, I don't want to sound sad, but me too. I was also having Texas <laughs> barbecue Pringles earlier. Um, so they're just great. And uh, yeah, so uh, I'm sure there's questions elsewhere. So I apologise to anyone listening to this that you sent me a question I've forgotten to read out because, you know, I'm just really bad at my job here. Uh, so back to there's a post when I was doing my research going through the old Twitter um, mm-hmm. games that changed your life. One game that popped. Up was Smackdown vs. Raw 2007. Now, someone, as you said, you got into it round about mm-hmm. that time, but more like 2010 ish, round about then. Um, we just a big PlayStation guy. We, did you pick up all the back copies of Smackdown vs. Raw to get yourself acclimatized to it or, or, or uh, just finding out who was in these games, playing them? Um, why is why SVR 07 particularly being a favourite? So, I didn't have many. Con- well, I. I, I I a, GameCube was like the first big console that I had and I never, because I never had internet, I was never able to play games online like Xbox 360 or like that kind of era, I was never able to play online um, I was, I've only really been able to play online since I got a PS4 last Christmas um, so I would just kind of sit myself and play games for 
hours and hours and hours. So when I st- when I started getting into wrestling, I don't even know where I got it, but I got SmackDown versus Raw 2007. That was the first one I got, and I was hooked on GM mode. Just could not get off of GM mode. Um, 2008 was alright, no as good, and I don't like it in SmackDown versus Raw 2006. So 07 is like the best one. Because I only started getting the games. I well, I get SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. So I always had SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 on the, like, you know, the PS2, and I think I ended up with a copy in the 360. Then I had 09, and that bag of rid of GM mode, so it was worthless. So, <laughs> so I never really, I started getting the kind of older games. I, I say older games, the furthest I'm going back is 2006. Because like, I've not even got like, any of the old SmackDown games. Um, but I've got I've got them on the PS2. I've got some of them on the 360. But that's the one. Like, if I'm wanting to play an old wrestling game, I'll go back to 2007. So, so, so you're not in this. This uh, you, you haven't played like Here Comes the Pain, Shut Your Mouth, all the all the apparently the, the best. I mean, Shut Your Mouth's amazing, but um, apparently the best games you you have straight 06 onwards. I vaguely remember playing Here Comes the Pain at some point. In fact, I don't even know if it's Here Comes the Pain. Whatever game's got Ultimo Dragon in it, I vaguely remember playing that when I was like really young. Because I, I remember loving Ultimo Dragon. I think it might be Here Comes the Pain. I'll just bring it. It's one of the two. Uh, definitely, it's definitely just bring it because that was 2003, I think. So uh, that does, yeah, this will come into, or 2002. It definitely wasn't that one anyway. Because uh, I remember Ultimo Dragon's on the back of one of them. And I've got the games through there, but I think that's really a professional as a podcaster to go. I'll go check. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so who's who's your guy? Other than Osborne Drag, then who's the guy you play with? Is is here comes Spain? So it was a Goldberg. Sorry, 07. So Triple H kind of guys are. Who was your main guy you play? Boogie Man. He was the only one that I played. That is of course, Emma Kane or Viscera for some reason. I love Viscera, and I like Big Daddy V as well. So I played the seven oh nine. I was going to say, is that 2007? Was that World's Largest Love Machine? That was still World's Largest Love Machine. Oh, God. <laughs> it wasn't in 2008, but it was 2009 as Visitor. And I hate SmackDown versus Raw 2008 as well, because the roster is so thin. Like, 30 guys in it. <laughs> so, he's as, as, as Visitor, and it's like, his finishing move was humping you. <laughs> that was interesting to see at that age. <laughs> Uh, it, yeah, I mean, that's why the, when, when you watch it in your in the living room and your mum comes in, you just go, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> honestly. That's wrestling, you're going to get it. <laughs> it's, it it's, just, it's just humping them. I, don't, I can't explain this at this point. It's just, it's, it's fine. It's just what happens in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the show next time, it would be great. Um, so, so, as far as futures, so say a nice W, who, who you want to face. But as far as, as worldwide, is there anyone? Uh, so what, what's your what's your worldwide wrestling habits? Then is watch WWE, is AEW, Japan, uh, Stardom. What's what's your kind of thing you watch? So I don't watch much live wrestling. Like I watch the odd pay per view when it's on. Like obviously you watch the Royal Rumble, you watch WrestleMania, but most most, most of the wrestling content I get is highlights online. Like next day on YouTube, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, like I'll, I'll now and again I'll check the EW stuff because a lot of the wrestling that I watched was WWE, so I've never really deviated for that. I'll keep up with keep up with EW 
now and again. I don't watch a lot. I don't watch a lot of Japan um, at all. Um, watched a lot of kind of late two thousands, early twenty tens TNA. So I was in the Hogan that was that was. Fun. I am fascinated by your your, your watching habits. It's just just as someone who's watched for so long and, and you're coming <laughs> in in two thousand and ten, and you go back and watch it as well. That's just like Hogan era. Why? <laughs> no, no, like Hogan era TNA is what I mean. Like yeah. when they came yeah. in, like squealed uh, when they get rid of the six sided ring, and then kind of going back and watching because I remember it. It was all the old TNA pay per views were on BT Vision. My dad had a BT Vision box, and you go back and watch all the all the pay per views. But this was like maybe two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. So like, I don't even think BT Vision's a thing anymore. But it was that's where I started watching TNA, and I was watching through all the shows that I watched them through every weekend and. It was like guys that I'd saw before, and I was like, "What's Booker T doing here? What's Kurt Angle doing here?" So like, oh, I ended up watching that, and then I ended up loving a lot of the. I loved the X Division at, at the time; it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, there was some good stuff, but yeah, when they got rid of the six sides, it really kind of hurt your soul, hurt my soul a little bit. But and then brought in guys like Val Venus. Uh, but yeah, right. it, <laughs> but yeah, all that. <laughs> And then Mont- Montreal Screwjob, Orlando Screwjob, whatever we like to call it, Jeff Hardy, Victory Road. It's just a, uh, it's an interesting year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a vintage year for, for, for TNA, but no, TNA. So, Exhibition 2010, oof, I'm trying to remember who was in that that we could actually speak about because there's a lot of people in that that we can't speak about. Uh, so, yeah, instead of Exhibition guys, anyone else, anyone particular stood out? For you that you're like, I like like about that. I'll put that into my move set or anything like that. Um, like guys that now that I've been like that. I think I've really kind of influenced how I'm doing now. Like ever since I came to ICW, I've been the kind of aggressive, like intense. Like I don't, in fact, I don't even make a mention this yet. My favorite wrestler just kind of ever full stop. And you might be able to tell based off some of the stuff at the end of the ring is Sheamus. It's, right. it's a bit like I don't think a lot of people like he's, he's absolutely brilliant. So I th- like I think it might be seen as a bit of a weird choice. And also Pete Dunn. I don't know if that comes across at all. Yeah, I, I kind of get that. <laughs> yeah, I get the Pete Dunn, but um, it's especially it's like the bulldog intensity thing that that's that's in there as well. But Seamus, I would, I'm not surprised, but just I think it's just because of your size in comparison to Seamus, I'm not. Totally get it, but I'm definitely getting the peak done. Absolutely, hundred percent with that. Um, well, you got me this uh, uh, bro kick, if I remember rightly. Uh, fairly, fairly, fairly throw the pump kick in there when, when required. Um, that's, that's, I like that. It's like that. You're you're what you're a smaller guy, but you do all these flips, and yeah, you pattern yourself off of or some of off of, of Seamus. That's just mm. it's weird how you can take a draw. Bits and pieces from guys that you would think would be inspirations, I suppose. Mm. And that, um, so yeah, um, same, same with, with 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 what. So would that be one of your dream match then? Him, Pete Dunn, what would be your kind of probably? Um, yeah. I think well, well, I think the NXT UK guys like I love them actually. Like, no, I'm dar because I'm all a chance like because he's been 
he's not been in ICW um, in the last few while. Um, excuse me. Um, Tyler Bate, guys like um, Pete Dunn. I'd love to wrestle um, uh, Mark and Joe Coffey and even Wolfgang Gallus. I mean, they throw me a bit like a wet tracky. But, <laughs> like, I, I'd love to wrestle a lot of the NXT UK guys. Would you say that's kind of like, I don't know if you're a goal-oriented person or if you've got, like, a, a five-year plan, but is NXT UK the the bit where you want to get to next or is there any kind of goals that you have in mind? So, I'm not really thinking that far ahead I think I don't really go kind of goal orientated with it apart from I think the one thing that I'm trying to set myself to now is within the next kind of call it a year or so I want to be competing for or be 0G champion that is that is the goal you know like if I can get there like that's what I'm working towards you know I think Fine, and uh, uh, one day from from there, who knows? So, ask we're going to ask my stupid questions that we ask everyone. I don't know if you've heard the podcast before, but we've got two questions we ask everyone. They're stupid. But uh, what's your favorite dinosaur? What's my favorite dinosaur? I might just need to call out here and say T Rex because I don't know what ton of dinosaurs. That's right. I mean. Uh, it's it's such a wide open question. We have had people try and skirt the line by, by naming characters from Dinosaur, which you'll be way too young to know. Um, but it's by Barney, uh, Rex from Toy Story. Rex from Toy Story. He's my favourite dinosaur. <laughs> there we go. And uh, another question we ask is, what would win in a fight, two sheep or one cow? Two sheep. Without question. Two sheep would maul a cow to death. A cow is just a big dog. <laughs> I, this question is so like I don't think I've had the same well, obviously I've had the same answer twice because two sheep or one kind but uh, the, the workings that people put into their brain when they, when they, when they come out with it I'm on two I'm still on two sheep it doesn't matter I've done the only, the only way that a cow could win I think is if it was to knock the sheep over because if a sheep's on its back it's useless it can't move so if it gets the sheep on its back and runs that's it I think I've asked this question about 40, 50 times now and yeah, it, it still it still gets my brain going. Still, still two sheep. Two sheep's the winner. Aye, two sheep. Two sheep. Um, so outside of wrestling, we kind of stopped, briefly kind of skirted to gaming, but it was it was still wrestling. Um, mm. So what's, what's your kind of, what's your passions outside of it? Do you have like a weird collection? Do you, do you like DC? Do you like Marvel? What's your kind of outside of wrestling thing? No much, to be honest. Um, I'm I'm really no big into the superhero thing. I mean, my girlfriend does. She's she loves all the Marvel movies or the like. She's been sitting watching like One Division and all that stuff as it's been coming out. And I've just been like, I whatever. I don't I don't do much. Like other than that, to be honest, like my day is at least the past couple of months since I got a new job. I've been literally just work, go to the gym come back, play FIFA, play play Warzone. But like I don't do, I don't do that a ton. Like I wouldn't say that's a big part of my kind of personality. I don't no. I'm quite boring now that I think about it. <laughs> I thought I, I just I just I saw the light go from your eyes going Aye. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> what am I doing in my life other than wrestling? <laughs> nah, not much. Um nah, like I, I follow 
football, but no, even like that heavily. I'm more interested, to be honest, in like the this is going to sound really like no nerdy. That's the wrong word, but like I'm more interested in like the information, like see all the, like the football tables and stuff like that, like looking through all the leagues and all the teams. That's what I like, and it's so boring, but it's it's. It's what oh, makes me happy. Stats and numbers and all that kind of stuff. I that's mean, that's that's it. I love a good spreadsheet. I'll say that. I mean, I mean, there's there's some uh, journalists and that they've made made their career out of just stats and, and figures. So it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> so 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 have, have we got a spread? Have, are you guy the guy that keeps a list of all your matches? Then your your win loss kind of thing. If you like love a good spreadsheet, does yeah, Excel up and you fill it in every taping? Oh, aye, aye. <laughs> It's no, it's it's not the nicest thing in the world, and like I, I don't imagine, um, like it's it's not something that will like look through all the time. And be like, oh, that was match number fifteen, whatever. It's like I'll just note it down and be like, who it was, what happened, just just in case, like because I remember, I think it was Chris Jericho did it. He released a full thing of all of his matches, how how it ended. I was like, just in case that was to ever happen, keep an eye on it. That, that was my exact thought when I, when I led you into that bit. I was like, are you going to release a book? The, the... I was trying to think of a pun with Thorne. That's what I was doing right about that whole time. But I could not think of one, which is terrible. And I'll, I'll think, as soon as I finish this, and I put end meeting, I'll go, that's what to call it. That will come to you. Aye, <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's, we, 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 we've uh, filled up an hour, so you need that boring. It's fine. It's just, you, like, you like wrestling, you like stats. That's safe <laughs> <laughs> when you say you know, like superheroes are like well I've, I've lost all my next line of question that's, that's it that's is it just just nay for you is it or is it just I've never like, no, I've never really got it like I think I've only saw a couple of the, the Marvel, movie, Marvel movies in the cinema and I think it's because I was dragged along to make like <laughs> made to watch them like I, th- I think as well, like, there's just there's so many of them now. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. kind of... I wouldn't know where to start, because I remember at some point during during um, lockdown, I think it was near the end of lockdown, which wasn't a great decision. My girlfriend was like, oh, I'm going to watch through all the Marvel movies. I was like, cool, I'll take you a year. Nice one. And I, I don't even think she got very far. Because there was just that many of them. Like, like, where do you go? Uh, that's where you start going. I'm going to watch them in chronological order. I'm going to do it in the date order of the timeline, or I'm going to do it when they came out. Or I'm going to. Do it. it starts getting a bit messy from from that point onwards. Then I got the TV series, and then you start watching one of them, but then they got taken out of canon, and it's just like, oh, but fortunately, I I still like it. It's like enough to start buying stupid props and stuff like that in the background as well. Um, anyway, so before we, we, we finish up then, uh, where can people find you on social media? So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at GPWA, and I think my Facebook page is also just facebook.com slash GPWA. Excellent. Well, uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, well, it'll be... Uh, 
lockdown will still be there. Well, sorry, no, that's, that's the opposite. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> lockdown will, 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 will have subsided. We're not in our lockdown, but if not, you'll still be on WWE Network doing some weird stuff with the manifesto. I'm very much sure of it. <laughs> but uh, thanks for joining me today. No worries at all. Thank you very much for having me.